Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high-interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing what to do with stimulus checks and tax refunds. That's right, Joel. We're going to talk about what to do with a little infusion of cash into our bank accounts, man. But first, uh, we wanted to acknowledge that while we talk about personal finances and money every episode, a lot of individuals have lost their lives due to the coronavirus. Hopefully, the worst is behind us, as it looks like we may have hit our peak last week, but our hearts go out to all the individuals whose health uh, has been impacted by this virus, and we feel for the families who have suffered losses. And we're thankful for everyone who is putting their lives at risk right now as well. All the nurses, all the doctors, all those who have essential jobs, keeping food on the shelves, first responders keeping us safe. We're thankful for all of you out there as well. Yeah, Matt, I think we're all so ready to be done with this virus. And hopefully we're out of the woods soon on the health side of this. 
But, uh, you know, the money side is another thing that's had an impact and, and it has been getting worse and worse as the unemployment numbers go up. And, and the stimulus bill, these stimulus checks that we should be starting to, to receive in our accounts any day now, those are going to have a major impact on our ability as individual Americans to to weather this storm and to stay financially solvent. And of course, the, the negative financial impact is all because of this virus that we just can't control, which is which is just a weird place to be in. Yeah, man. So weird. Hopefully these checks, along with the other stimulus measures that were a part of the CARES Act, will will allow our economy to bounce back, right? Like this is something that some of the different economists are, are pointing to. Like they, they're, they're talking about the shape of the rebound. I don't know if you've seen some of those articles. U versus V or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. U versus the V. Yeah, the different letters of the alphabet. <laughs> but <laughs> Better like, not be a W. Those are not good. Exactly. Well, that's what they're saying. Like U or a V uh, sort of shape, is that's ideal, right? Because that means we're kind of bouncing back pretty quick. A W is, is, is if we basically have like a second wave, like a, a, another cycle of people getting sick, of the economy going through a rough patch. And that's kind of a you know, not ideal situation. And they, they're talking about L, how that's like the worst case situation. That sounds pretty bad. Basically where it drops and, and you know, that's kind of where we've been. And then if it sits there for, you know, for the foreseeable future, hopefully that won't be the case, right? Uh, with these different economic measures that have been taken between that and hopefully getting uh, a better hold and better control over the virus and, and how to treat it in, in ways that we know that we should most definitely be taking precautions now. I feel like early on, a lot of folks, you know, like they're still you know, going on the belt line, like that's something here in Atlanta where there's just tons of folks, in particular young folks, just kind of out and about, still living their life, hanging out on patios with their friends. But I think everyone is very well aware of the, the dangers to that. And I mean, it's basically illegal now, like Atlanta's under lockdown. And maybe that took a little too long, but you know, we certainly have seen how that's now necessary and how that's a good thing. Yeah. And Matt, we're going to get into kind of how people should think about this money being you know, transferred to their bank account, essentially. And we realized too, it's April 15th. That's typically tax day in the US. Not so this year. It's hyper rare to have yeah. tax day not be on April 15th. It's been pushed back three months, which is good news for people who especially owe the IRS and need to keep more cash in their pockets. But traditionally, April 15th, tax day and what that normally means is that yeah you're gonna a lot of folks do get a check in the mail completely yeah not in the mail it just shows up in your bank account right (laughs) yeah so we're gonna talk about what to do with that but matt first we should mention the beer that we're having on the show today we're drinking space lettuce by monday night brewing and this is a double ipa from from our friends just around the corner yeah man we've had several of their beers on lately and that's in an effort to make sure that we're supporting our local brewery they're one of our favorites if you've never had a monday night brewery and you are in the southeast Look them up and see if you can get your hand on some of their beer. All right, Matt, let's get on to the subject at hand. We've already kind of been introducing it, talking about it, but we're talking about what to do with stimulus checks and tax refunds. And there are two big windfalls that might be hitting our accounts any day. Some people have filed their taxes early. They have received a tax refund already. That's me. Yeah, I already got my refund. <laughs> Unless you haven't spent it already yet, right? No. You're waiting for this episode to come out to know what to do with your money? Absolutely. Okay. Good. I have to wait and defer to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but for most people, it's typically just once a year that they experience a lump sum payment like this. Yeah. And the typical tax refund is about 3000 bucks. And with the addition of the stimulus checks being sent to most individuals and households across the country, we're looking at more of a windfall than normal. And there's more opportunity for us to potentially handle this poorly. So what should you prioritize with that money? Well, we've got some thoughts, although part of it depends on your specific situation. We will discuss a lot of nuance in today's episode for kind of how different people who have different varying factors in their lives, like how how they should consider this money as it flows into their account and, and how they should be handling it. Yeah, receiving you know a large windfall like this, uh, a little cash infusion, 
of money, it doesn't happen all that often. So it's no surprise that we're not at all that great at doing something smart with that money. So most of us think of it as just a bonus check uh, that we should spend like 100% of it. <laughs> and for, for people who diligently prioritize saving and investing like all throughout the year, that might be okay. But for most people, a more thoughtful approach is going to be in order. We don't want to blow the easiest chance we get to start an emergency fund or pay down some of our pesky high interest rate debts. And on the tax refund front, it's important to question whether or not we should be getting you know, any money at all. Yeah, a lot of people are used to getting that tax refund check, but ultimately it's not ideal because it is kind of, in essence, an interest-free loan that we're giving to the government. We're letting them hold our money the entire year and then they give it back to us. And so if you are one of those people who's receiving several thousand dollars back this year uh, after you filed your taxes, well, it might be time for you to make some adjustments to your tax withholding. The goal should be to not receive a refund or to receive a very, very small refund. And so if that's not the case for you, well, you can run some calculations and figure out what adjustments you need to make via the IRS tax withholding calculator estimator. We'll link to that in our show notes. But Matt, if we make those adjustments, it allows us to keep more of our earned income in our pockets every single month, as opposed to getting this one big check and kind of figuring out what to do with it. It can allow us to save throughout the year, as opposed to getting this windfall sum of money. That's not necessarily ideal because often when we get that windfall sum of money, the emotional effect is like, cool, it's it's found money and I can do whatever I want with it. But if it's kind of money that trickles in every single month, I feel like we're a little more judicious with it typically. Yeah, that's that hard earned money that you've earned yourself versus this yeah freebie that you get from the government. It's not a freebie. <laughs> but it feels like it. <laughs> yeah, well, at least not in the sense of your tax refund. Obviously, the stimulus check is meant to feel more like that. Uh, we'll get to that later in this episode. And Joel, you mentioned adjusting your withholdings. You know, some of the reasons uh, or instances when you would want to make some of those adjustments might be when you get married, maybe if you have a kid, maybe you've picked up uh, a second job, like if you've got a side hustle that you're starting to make income from, or maybe if you've like lost your job and you've been unemployed for the year. I mean, yeah. a lot of people are going to be in that boat. And so, you know, if you're listening to this and you're collecting that unemployment check, there's a good chance that it's not the same amount that you were making before. And so making some adjustments to your withholding might make sense in order for you to, to not receive one of these quote unquote massive bonuses next year around tax time. Yeah. But for most of our listeners, they probably are in the position like most Americans that they are getting the small windfall from taxes. And even if they're not, even if they're smart and have done their withholdings well, many of them will be getting this this stimulus check, depending on how much money they make, because it phases out the more money you make. But a lot of our listeners will be getting that stimulus check. And so either way, there's some sort of windfall coming to, to most listeners. So we do have to kind of talk about how people handle that. Yeah, man, that's so true. That's the reality that we're in right now. Some of us are receiving tax refund checks, and a lot of us, if not most of us, are going to receive a stimulus check as well. So we still need to discuss how to approach this lump sum amount of money showing up, and we're going to get to our thoughts on that right after the break. Joel, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about getting your books together with, uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of, but it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. That's right. Yeah. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 
25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago. And hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there, you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, Life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, we're back. We're talking about stimulus checks and tax refunds. 
And Matt, before we get into all the good things that the people can do and should do with their stimulus money and their tax refund, what, in your opinion, is like the dumbest thing they could do with it? Ooh, good question. The first thing my mind goes to is like going to Vegas and like putting them on like slots. <laughs> However, that supports the local economy there. It's true. So it it's actually true. doesn't sound like that dumb of a thing. And L- so, lighting it on fire was the thing I. Uh, yeah, lighting it on yep. fire. You know, maybe you actually ran out of TP at home. <laughs> Start using your <laughs> that money. Would for that would be a poor use of dollar bills, uh, burying it in the ground. Over the course of history, that's always been like a terrible thing to do. Right? Someone's like, going to find it, take it. Yeah. You never want to bury it in the field. You're going to be in their backyard <laughs> with a metal detector. You're going to find. You're going to find their loose change, all that kind of stuff. Although I have heard of folks doing that before. Like if you've got a large parcel of land, maybe maybe burying the uh, the one gold coins at different spots around the property. That's real life for some people. Yeah. Not the smartest move though. <laughs> so let's get into the actual smart moves that people should make and, and what they should be doing with their stimulus money and their tax refund. We would say the, the first thing to prioritize is cash in an emergency fund. Even people who feel like they might have the most stable job in the world right now, well, they could be just a Zoom call away from being let go from their position. Yeah. And if you didn't already have a serious dislike for, for Zoom by this point, like that would be the final nail in the coffin, right? <laughs> Privacy <laughs> issues I could deal with, but I got fired over that service, so I'm done with it. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at least having $2,467 set aside, that's kind of the amount, Matt, that uh, we have honed in on as the amount that people should aim for, at least as a beginner emergency fund. Having that money set aside to handle the bumps in the road that will come to you financially inevitably is advisable, but a few months of living expenses set aside is even better. And since we are in an economic recession, we're in a downturn. Cash is even more valuable now than it otherwise would be, right? It can help you pay rent or your mortgage and can keep stress at bay. So in times like this, cash is most definitely not trash. We would suggest that having a padded emergency fund, having that money set aside for expenses that you might not be able to cover in the case of a job loss. That is definitely one of the number one priorities right now. Well, I like that. Cash is not trash. You should, you should coin that. <laughs> Some people think cash is trash, but because of like recurring expenses that we always have, that all of us have, I just don't understand that mentality. Like, I'm well, not in love with cash. I mean, there obviously we love investing and buying rental properties and investing in the stock market, but there's a need for cash too. Certainly, man. Well, it's all about context, right? Like, I can see way more folks being like, I don't have that much money in cash. I've got all these other options for me to, to tap, you know, if, if I do have an emergency where I can tap those funds. But, you know, given the current state that things are in right now, yeah, cash is king. And I wanted to mention that $2,467, that's not a number that we came up with. This is a, a number that a bunch of researchers. No, over- mine would have been 2399 <laughs> So, we, yeah, we were way off. You love that 99. It <laughs> makes it seem like you're getting a deal. Exactly. But researchers have decided that that is the dollar amount that a lot of people need to have in order to to weather some of these smaller hurdles. Obviously, given the the, the context, given the environment that we're in currently, I would venture to think that two, four, six, seven, how that may not even be enough. You know, like I know for us, our family, like we're kind of aiming for closer to six months in our emergency fund right now, just to weather the uncertainty ahead of us. Like we don't exactly know what the, the economic landscape is going to look like. We don't know what our health is going to look like. I'm self-employed, and so my income isn't uh, ever uh, a guaranteed thing. And so I know for us, having more margin there definitely gives us a little more peace of mind. And another reason too, you know, that it's good to have maybe a fatter emergency fund sitting around is due to medical costs. A lot more folks are getting sick. After all, this is, you know, first and foremost, a health crisis. So make sure that you have some extra funds set aside to handle whatever your copay or your out-of-pocket maximums, you know, whatever they might be. And not just for you, but for everyone you're responsible for, for your entire family. 
Although, that being said, we wanted to mention that the good news is that some of the major insurance companies out there like Aetna, Cigna, and Humana, they all said that they are going to be waiving the consumer costs associated with COVID-19 treatment. So if you're with one of those providers, you can at least have that to kind of fall back on. Yeah. Emergency fund, making sure you have that bare minimum, and then expanding on that to making sure you have hopefully months worth of expenses on hand in an online savings account that pays you a decent rate of interest. And by decent rate of interest, it's really not that much these days. <laughs> yeah. you know, we've seen the savings account rates plummeting as the Fed has cut their rate. And you know what? It's just tough time out there for savers as well. However, the next thing we would suggest that you do with the lump sum of money is to make sure that at minimum, you're getting the company match inside of your retirement account. It feels like a tough time for investors, but in actuality, for all of our younger listeners, for anybody out there in the wealth building phase of their life, this is the best time for you to be investing. And so taking some of that money to ensure that you're at least at minimum getting your company match in your 401k, well, that's free money and you definitely need to make sure you're taking advantage of that. There's nowhere on earth that you're able to double your money or with some companies get like that 50% return. So make sure you're taking advantage of it. Don't miss out. By the way, we are hearing from more and more listeners, and we're seeing that more and more companies are taking away the matching benefit during this time. But don't fret, because as things get back to normal, those 401k matching benefits will be reinstituted. They're a key cornerstone of benefits that companies offer, and they're able to retain top talent by offering matching retirement account benefits like this. So uh, yeah, just if you don't have it for the time being, don't worry. In all likelihood, you're going to have it back in the near future. And uh, if you still do have matching, make sure you're not missing out on it. Joel, I'm top talent. How come I've never had a, uh, a company match? Uh, your, your company's not very generous, dude. <laughs> that is because true. Because your company is you. Yeah, you, well, you and me as well. We got the little podcast here, but we don't make enough money to have fancy benefits like that. Well, at least we get to drink beer on the job, right? That's true. That's a sweet little perk that you and I have instituted. We don't have <laughs> company matches yet on our 401ks through the podcast. Because... And no HR person to tell us no. <laughs> yeah, no HR person to tell us that, like, no, you shouldn't be drinking <laughs> while you podcast. But you and I, we responsibly enjoy a, a craft beer. That's definitely a perk that we enjoy of, of what we get to do here, man. But I, c I couldn't agree more. After an emergency fund, uh, you know, making sure that you are getting that 401k match, that is always going to be your next order of business. But after that, you want to look to high interest debt. Look to pay off high interest loans or credit card debt. A good rule of thumb is to look for interest rates that are about maybe 5% higher than the current 10-year treasury rate. So what that means for today is that you want to pay off any debts that are about 6% or higher. And the reason for that is the likelihood of you, you know, being able to earn more than that currently in the market is pretty slim. However, there is a caveat here. In a normal economy with stable employment, ditching high interest rate debt it is going to be one of the first moves that you should make because it's near impossible to invest your money and get an 18% return, right? Yeah, unless you buy into those infomercials on TV. Yeah. <laughs> or Bitcoin. Or Tesla, you know, that one time. They did or at that. least what people say about Bitcoin. But. <laughs> and so you do get that sort of return by paying down credit card debt. But right now, it's a time of intense instability. And as we discussed earlier when we we're talking about emergency funds, cash on hand becomes even more meaningful and important than it normally would be during these times. Yeah, so paying down high interest rate debt, Matt, we're all about it. But if it comes at the expense of your emergency fund and you're not going to have enough cash on hand to at least have that minimum of 2467 bucks on hand, then we would say hold on to that money to make sure you have a little bit of padding. 
And the next place you want to prioritize putting that stimulus money, putting your tax refund is other retirement accounts. So next, look to HSAs, Roth IRAs, your 401k, putting it even more above and beyond that matching contribution and also taxable brokerage accounts. If your job is solid, you've got solid savings, start investing more. Now is a great time to be investing even more of your money and take advantage of the tax breaks associated with funding these accounts too. It's unfortunate, right, that our economy is at such a low point. But if you have been saving diligently for quite a while and you have this cash on hand and you, you, you basically been saving for a rainy day really, really well, this gives you a greater flexibility to be able to invest even more for the long haul, even more for your future. And you're doing so at a time too, while the market is on sale and that makes it an even better move. So yeah, the more you can invest, but invest from a position of strength, then we would say go for it. A few weeks ago, you, you know, I discussed how we were both, you know, looking to invest a lot of money in our retirement accounts into our Roth IRAs, making sure our, our we should clarify that a lot of money doesn't mean millions. We're talking about thousands, <laughs> hopefully. We're talking about the maximum Roth IRA amount, which right. is six thousand dollars, right? But like that's something that Kate and I did, and like honestly, man, I, we're not I, like Warren Buffett going to buy a company right now. <laughs> <laughs> that company is undervalued. I'm going to purchase that entire company. <laughs> no, we're talking about stocks that are in. Index funds. So we're talking about hundreds of different companies, right? But like we mentioned weeks ago, like this is something that Kate and I have done. And I hope I don't regret it. I do think it was a wise move, right? Given, given the circumstances. But again, we just don't know where the economy is going. We don't know what our personal situation is going to look like. Nobody does. And so that is why cash is so important. That's why an emergency fund that's fully stocked, you know, like we're talking, you know, maybe six months or even more, uh, worth of living expenses covered. And so we know a lot of folks are, are looking to be opportunistic. They're wanting to buy while the market's down. But at the same time, make sure that you are on more than solid footing. Let's make sure that you're going to be able to, to weather the storm and come out on the other side unscathed. Well, Matt, if it turns out you made a bad move, I've got some money buried in the backyard that you can have access to. Just hook me up that metal detector and I can find the, <laughs> I, that gold bullion. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give you the treasure map. Oh, Let I, you do some hunting. I, I would love that. That sounds like fun. Um, <laughs> so what we've talked about so far, as far as what to do with our money, has been a very mathematically correct, like logical approach, right? As, as far as what you should do, we're kind of talking through like the flow chart almost of how you need to you know, have an emergency fund, how to get that company matched, pay down high interest debts, like all those sorts of things. However, after the break, we're going to talk about some more maybe value-driven ways to spend that money, ways to appropriate that money. And we'll get to that, yeah, right after the break. All right, Matt, we're back. We're talking about what to do with your stimulus money, what to do with your tax refund. And we did just cover a lot of you know important personal finance stuff, but let's kind of take a moral philosophical angle on this too. And that's something I think probably we include a little bit here and there, but it's not the tact that we take frequently. But I think it's important that we do bring this up, especially on today's episode. And so what about giving your money away? What about giving away a portion of this stimulus money or your tax refund? And so, Matt, we've talked about this before a long time ago, I'm sure, I don't know, early on in the podcast about how to give your money away. And that's something that we feel strongly about, that the more money we give away, that we donate, the more resources that we bring in that we use to help other people, it helps create a healthy detachment from our money. And it also gives us a chance to see that the money that we have can make an impact that's bigger than ourselves. And a tiny little side benefit is that giving money away to nonprofit organizations also gives us a tax break too. But while the tax break is nice, that's not why we do it. We truly believe that if you've been fortunate and you've been given more than you need, that it's important to give some of that wealth away. 
Yeah, Joel, just the very act of giving our money away is just a good practice for us to develop, right? Our show, it's called How to Money. It's all about money. <laughs> and while it is so important in our lives, personal finance, it's a big deal because it can have a, a big impact on how you spend your life if you understand the principles behind personal finance, right? However, that doesn't mean seeking after lots of money or, or having that be kind of our you know be-all, end-all focus for that to be something that we're trying to amass. That's not part of the philosophy of our show, right? Like that's not how you and I approach money personally. And the reason we, we talk about giving our money away is because we, we do feel that it is an important aspect of personal finance, right? Personal finance isn't just about making sure that you get the best deal, making sure you're earning as much as possible at work, uh, making sure that you know how to invest it. But it also has to do with making sure that we're being thoughtful and generous when, when it comes to others, especially you know to others in need. Yeah, we don't want to have that Scrooge McDuck mentality, right? And be like swimming in our money yeah. when other people <laughs> around us are in need and we could use that money really well. And so, yeah, on that note, Matt, the question has been asked and articles have been written about what to do with your stimulus money and whether there's a moral obligation on our part to use it well and to give it some of it away. So do people who don't need this individual stimulus check have any sort of obligation to give some of this money away? I appreciate the heart in that question. And so when I first heard about these checks being sent out to all Americans, I kind of had this similar thought that, well, why am I getting a check for my family when we don't really need it? It feels a little weird. I hated knowing that a family like ours, who's still gainfully employed at the same time, would be getting money when uh, potentially a third of Americans might be out of work, right? So I would say that if you want to give a portion or even all of your stimulus check away to a nonprofit, then do it. If you're on solid financial footing and you can afford to give all that money away, I think that's admirable. And at the same time, many nonprofits are feeling the pain in this downturn too. They're also acutely hit by the economy going into a tailspin. So, But the one thing I would caution is to not do it out of guilt. I think sometimes that can be a purely reactionary thing and we might decide that we want to give it away because we feel guilty. But I don't think we should feel guilty about this stimulus money and I don't think we should feel guilty about a tax refund and give out of guilt. But I think if we give from a good place, a good heart, then we, of course, would encourage giving. Yeah, and our goal also isn't to guilt trip anybody for not feeling guilt for receiving their stimulus check, right? <laughs> Some people are like, oh, I haven't even thought about it. They're like, that didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> I was just like, woohoo. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing is that hopefully nobody feels any guilt, right? Or sense of shame for receiving their stimulus check. And of course, there shouldn't be any emotions at all tied to you receiving like your tax refund check. And so maybe a healthy way to think of your stimulus check specifically is this, right? Think about it as if essentially the government is saying that they think that you know how to best use and spend that money in your corner of the universe, maybe in your specific neighborhood, you can see who needs help better than the federal government can. Like this makes sense there in Washington. You are on the ground living on your street, you know, in your neighborhood. Yeah. You see the businesses, the families that are hurting yeah. right by you. Exactly. So if you see a need, if you know of someone or some place in particular restaurants, you know, that need help, then that should direct where your money goes. If, if you're unsure of what to do with that money, just look around, look for the need because that'll allow you to be efficient and to put that money towards, you know, businesses and individuals effectively while also, you know, you know that you'll have a sort of a, an altruistic heart behind that giving or spending. Yeah, Matt. And I think it is important to note what the intention behind these stimulus payments are. The government has set up a lot of aid for small businesses. The government has set up a lot of aid for people who are unemployed. The, the CARES Act has also provided relief for people and their student loans and said you don't have to pay for six months. So there is a lot of specifically targeted money going out towards the people in the greatest need. But these stimulus payments were specifically created in order for individual Americans to feel like they had the ability 
the extra ability to spend more in this time. That's because 70% of the American economy is driven by consumer spending. And so the fact that it feels like free money from the government, that actually incentivizes our behavior. They want us to think of it like free money and they want us to go and spend it. So buying goods and services from your favorite nearby business is a good use of this money. And so I would say because of that intention, because of the thought process behind sending this money to you know most Americans, that you shouldn't feel undeserving of the funds from this bill. And if you don't necessarily need it, giving it away, supporting local businesses, those are great places to put it. But also because of that intention, you shouldn't feel guilt and shame. Yeah. And you know, on a practical note, under normal economic conditions, we've discussed our dislike for gift cards. But given the crisis that we're in, they have actually become a fantastic way for us to support our local businesses. We currently have more gift cards than we have ever had in our entire life, <laughs> except for maybe when Kate and I got married. Remember like when you get married? Oh, like, yeah. Gifts, I don't know. Gift certificates, gift cards, they kind of like show up. You have like a bulging Ziploc bag of <laughs> gift cards at that point in time. Exactly. But, but since then, this is an all-time high for us. But also, that's not the only way that you can directly help local businesses. Uh, GoFundMe, they have a page where you can go and you can search for local businesses to support. And you can just do that by entering your zip code. We'll link to that page in our show notes. Man, I love this direct approach. And it's a great way for you to help businesses while keeping it local as well. You know, Plus, it keeps me from, from gaining too much weight because how much takeout is going to be too much takeout. You know? like, <laughs> I, I, I sort of feel this, this pressure as a, a citizen of my local community to support all of, all of my favorite establishments. But we don't normally eat out nearly this much. And so you know, being able to delay some of that through gift cards or being able just to send some of that money directly to some of these restaurants in particular, man, has been a, a great way. Actually, I, I hopped on there. I saw one of our favorite local places, The Earl. They're at the top of the list right there. And a lot of folks are chipping in uh, and they're really close to meeting their goal. It's really happy to see that. It's one of our local favorite spots to go see an awesome show, right? It's a little grungy, maybe a touch seedy, but they've also got a really good burger. Especially seedy when you're there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let alone if you and I both show up. Right, right. Oh, man, I've seen so many shows there through the years. It's such a good place. So yeah, those establishments that have a special tie to your heart that you have a special relationship with, those are the places we should be specifically targeting and supporting in this time. That's right, man. It's not just about investing and being smart with our money, but we also want to make sure that we're kind of spending it and and putting it towards things that matter to us. Yeah. So really the last thing to say, we talked about giving it away. We talked about the moral dilemma. And I think typically what we would say to someone who does come into some sort of windfall money, Matt, right, is whether it's a tax refund or the stimulus check, in normal times, we would say, take 10% of it and blow it. Like have fun with at least a portion of it because in part prioritizing today over your future isn't bad, right? That's a huge part of the ethos behind the show. That's right. We want to enjoy the moment. We want to enjoy what we have. We want to enjoy the craft beer in front of us while we're saving well for the future. And I feel like for our listeners in particular who are in a really good financial spot, who have their savings ducks in a row, who are able to continue to invest during this downturn, and it's actually going to make them wealthier over the long term. Well, it almost feels like a bit of a civic duty right now, right? That we should be spending and supporting the businesses we love the most. I don't think we can feel comfortable across the board telling everyone to go out and spend all that stimulus money. But for yeah, some of our listeners, that is going to be the best way that they can use it by spending and giving it away. And again, you're not talking about spending that entire amount. Like, you know, you just said 10%. I think if we can spend a small portion of this windfall towards something that we feel like is more of a splurge, um, then that's a, that's a healthy thing to do with your money. 
And it's it's a double win, right? It's a win-win situation if you can splurge and spend that money on a company that you want to support. I know for me personally, I've been eyeing this bicycle made by this American company uh, called Salsa Bicycles. Have you ever heard of them before? No, but it doesn't sound like an American company. It sounds like a South American company. <laughs> it's like a South of the border bike. <laughs> no, they make some some really amazing bikes. Uh, and I've kind of been eyeing, you know, I've, I've been talking about this for a year. I'm sure our listeners are like, just buy this stupid bike, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I tend to over-research and take my time with these kind of purchases. But I'm hoping to kind of siphon a portion of that money towards a bike that I ride by myself. You know, we've got the cargo bike where the kids can ride on it, but I don't really have a solid multi-speed bike that I can ride around town, kind of go places on my own without, you know, this giant cargo area behind me. It's <laughs> a very 70 pound bike that you're hauling. It's so heavy. And I don't have like the e-sist either. So it's all, it's all muscle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoy riding that bike around with the girls, but sometimes I just want to go out there by myself. So I'll keep you posted if I uh, actually pull the trigger. <laughs> bike, man. I'll check out their bikes too. I've never heard of them. But enough about me, man. Let's talk about Joel. <laughs> have you thought any about what you might put some of your stimulus check towards? I like eating out more than you do. So definitely more of my money is going to go towards that. Continuing to support the restaurants we love and care yeah. Yeah. about the breweries too so yeah I, I haven't thought of any bigger ticket items yet but yeah we'll see i don't know i'll talk it over with with emily maybe we'll come up with something oh well i haven't talked about the bike with kate so <laughs> she's like wait don't i get a portion of that too <laughs> she gets 10 percent. yeah <laughs> all right so 20 percent as a family how about that all right that works there too that works too all right matt well uh yeah speaking of breweries we're drinking a beer from one of our favorite local breweries today on the show the beer that we had was space lettuce it's a double ipa from our buds at monday night what was your take on this beer man and this is such a good, like, classic IPA. Uh, Space Lettuce is quickly becoming one of my favorite go-tos now that Monday Night is canning this beer. I don't, I don't think they're doing it year-round, but they're doing it fairly regularly. I'll say that. And I'll say there's so much in a name. So this beer is called Space Lettuce. And I feel like, like the lettuce makes me think of cabbage, which then makes me think of, like, stinky hops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, as I drink this beer, it, it kind of makes me think that this beer is good for me, like like I'm eating my veggies. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with that. You like that? Yeah, that's at least one serving of vegetables. Absolutely. And so I, f- I feel like this is a really well-balanced beer. This is a double, so this isn't one that you can or maybe should drink every day, but at least once a week. If you want a nice craft beer, it's all right to kind of dip your toes into the, the double IPA water and get something that's a little bit bigger. I really like this beer. Um, this is one I know that you and I both, we have... We've got a bunch of these in our fridge. Yeah, because it's such a good go-to solid IPA. It's so good, dude. Yeah, so I think this is, in my mind, kind of an in-between. The old-school style of IPA and the new-school style. Nice. It's a mix of juicy and sticky. It's got this clear, pale orange color. Man, I think it's got these intergalactic flavors (laughs) that, that I'm a huge fan of. So, yeah, Space Lettuce from Monday Night. If you see it on shelves at your grocery store or package store, you should totally pick it up. Yeah, and we've done a beer giveaway with them before. Uh, look for one of those coming up here in the future. We'll, we'll have to swing by there, grab a bunch of their cans. And yeah, we'll do another one of those giveaways to, to one lucky listener out there. What's better than free beer? Very little. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. But all right, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. And for folks that want to read the show notes that we have, well, those are up at howtomoney.com. And if you are listening to this episode and you know of somebody who might need a little help with their, their personal finances, maybe they need some direction as to what they should be doing with their stimulus check or their tax refund, uh, in addition to the rest of their personal finances, send them our way. We would be honored if you, you, you told a friend, told someone you know about our podcast, How to Money. Sometimes it can be kind of awkward and it can be weird to, to talk to somebody else about their money. Uh, and that's where a third party 
like us can uh, can play a role. You know, this the, this podcast can be something that you both talk about, and you don't have to get all up in their business. <laughs> yeah, if your friend Sally or Jim is terrible with money, you don't have to tell them that they're terrible. You you can just be like, oh, just listen to this podcast with Matt and Joel, and you know, I think I can help. But it's yeah, it's harder to have that one on one combo. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, that's gonna be it for this episode. Until next time, buddy. Best friends out. Best friends out. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.